You're listening to the Dietitian Cafe RD2B podcast brought to you by New Ultra. My name is Tracy Delestro and I'm a second year student dietitian studying at Wrexham University. Through this podcast, we aim to share knowledge and inspire student dietitians and gain insight from knowledgeable and experienced guests. For this second episode, we're delving into the world of university societies. Whether you're navigating setting up a brand new nutritional dietetic society or you're a society committee member looking for event inspiration, this one is for you. So today I'm delighted to be joined by two fellow students, Leanne Ayrton and Bells Han, who both have a vast amount of experience in society creation and management. Leanne Ayrton is a final year dietetic student studying at Leeds Beckett University. Leanne is a founding committee member of the university's Nutrition and Dietetics Society with the current title of Social Media Content Creator and a student representative for the BDA Yorkshire branch. Leanne has a passion for food and nutrition and the positive impact this can have both physically and mentally from the mind, sleep and mood. Bells Han is also a final year student studying nutrition and health at the University of Roehampton, London. She works as a freelance nutrition and marketing intern for the nutrition and medical communications company HRS Communications. Since September 2022, Bells has volunteered as the UK and Ireland student representative within the student section for the Nutrition Society. Bells is currently working on her first research project as she was awarded the 2023 Nutrition Society Summer Studentship Grant. Her research title is A Preliminary Examination of the Gut Microbiota, Cognition and Emotion in Vegans, Vegetarians and Omnivores. In this episode, both Leanne and Bells will share their experience of how they set up and manage their societies alongside their current studies. We will discuss how student dietitians can start or join a society related to nutrition and or dietetics and what benefits such societies may have for them. Without further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome our two guests to the podcast. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Bells. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. It's so exciting to, to be here. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. So to kick off with then, um, clubs and societies within universities can have such a valuable part of student experience in university. So what inspired you both to start your nutrition societies? So I think starting university, we had no platform to really ask students about the course or, you know, just the profession in general. Um, and I think we really wanted to create that little community where we could approach people, ask questions and just get that support that we felt like we were really missing. Um, I think the course can be so intense, nutrition and dietetics. Um, and I think sometimes your friends outside don't recognise exactly what you're experiencing. You can explain it, but it doesn't always kind of resonate. Um and we felt there was a gap. So we decided that we really wanted to create the society. And I think it evolved really naturally. So it started like we were chatting on Twitter, just like we just our few of our course mates just kind of felt like we were quite like minded. Um, and it just grew from scratch. So it was like a team of three of us. And we just kind of started from there, really. But yeah. I think ours was quite similar as well. Ours, um, the inspiration actually came from one of our first year assignments. Um, so one of our assignments was to do was to give a presentation with an idea with a health solution for the University of Roehampton. It didn't necessarily have to happen, but um, throughout this assignment, we created a survey, very small survey that included our nutrition students. Um, and we basically asked them what their ideas were. What can we do to help spread? Um, 
spread the health message and and gather people sort of together and and connect people. And a lot of our students actually suggested that a nutrition society would be a great idea. So we used that as our assignment. That was our um, sort of presentation idea. And then we actually took that forward um, with the support of our lecturers uh, following the presentation. Um, And very similarly to what Leanne said, we just felt that there was a bit of a gap. There wasn't a nutrition society running at the time. Um, And we just wanted a way to sort of bring our students together. It's it's very hard to meet the students on different year groups because we've all got very different timetables, might be in on different days. Um, Yeah, so that's how the, the society started, really. Brilliant. That's really interesting. And I definitely agree with you in relation to the gap. And also, Leanne, what you were saying about how intense it is um, and how sometimes your peers don't necessarily, outside of university, understand how difficult it can be. Um, And on top of studies, starting a a society or a club is, um, is an achievement, a massive achievement. And obviously, you've both started the societies from the thing. So, did I mean who did you turn to for support? Was there anyone in particular or any resource in particular that you both turned to 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 look for support in the very beginning? Um, I think for us personally, we kind of had a bit of a look on Instagram, kind of saw what other societies were out there. We felt like there wasn't too many, but it did give us a few ideas. But I think we were quite like like minded and had our own ideas as well. Um, so I think kind of once you knew what we wanted, we kind of just had a look about what our previous society was doing. So it kind of, there was a society before us, but when they left, it stopped. Um, so we kind of saw the kind of events that they had and things. Um, but I think because we were quite strong-minded, we kind of just kind of knew what we wanted. Um, so we kind of just went with it, um, spoke to our lecturers, kind of got their permission and, and kind of, because we knew it would be that extra work. Um, but I think from then on, it's just given us the motivation to do our academic work so it kind of doesn't feel like work if that makes sense um yeah 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 it was it was quite similar for us as well following the assignment we we took advice from our lecturers um exactly what Leanne said I think there was a nutrition society a few years back but then I think when those committee members left the the society stopped um so for us it was mainly about approaching our student union as well um I've I've never I'd never been part of a society before either so I wasn't too sure on how it um you know how it ran what the expectations were and things like that so I think at the beginning it was mainly us students um so in in the beginning the committee members were myself um and two other nutrition students Gemma and Rupam um so we all sort of went to the student union together to find out what we need to do basically to get it started yeah yeah and I think quite similarly kind of there was three of us that set up in the beginning so it's quite similar situation so Siobhan and Fatima um and we just had to set like aims objectives that kind of thing with the student union it was like a little application form nothing like complex at all um but I think being clear about what you want to achieve is probably the most important thing when you go with that um and then we got fun with the branding and the logo and kind of knew what we wanted how we wanted to look which for me was like a big thing because I'm creative so that appealed yeah no that that's really interesting um and it's good that you you both had the support from other committee members and founding committee members um and you knew what you wanted and you know, you've both previously had a society before, which kind of 
it does happen, you know, people graduate and then things tail off and then just starting something fresh and new. Um, but that's really interesting with regards to socials. I think that's a massive thing to to uh, look up, out for. I know when I was looking at mine, um, like seeing your socials um, is definitely something that inspired me. And the student union is a good one as well. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that all universities have a student union that supports them with um you know, rules, regulations, advice and things like that. But I know that um, that the student union is is a big part of uh, university life, especially the clubs and societies. So, um, I mean, if there were any listeners that are looking to set up their own nutrition or dietetic societies from the beginning or maybe restarting like you both did, what top tips would you would you give to them? Yeah, so I think my number one top tip would be to make sure you're committed to doing it because um, it does come with challenges of balancing workloads and it's not always the easiest. But like I said before, it spurs us on to do the academic side. We love it. It doesn't feel like work at all. Um, I'd also make sure you have regular team meetings. So we have one every couple of weeks. We set deadlines, nothing you know, massive, just really small, manageable things. Um, sometimes we do it over lunch. Um, and again, we just love talking about it so it, it never feels like work and um, I think just have fun with it um reach out on social media because I've, I've loved helping people set up their own societies as well and I've asked them questions and I think everyone's so helpful like I know me as a student dietitian the community on social media if you get out there and ask questions they're so lovely and so helpful and so passionate because I think we're all really passionate about what we do because we have to be, because it's quite intense. Um, and yeah, just hold events, um, utilise social media, and just use the opportunity to network. So I think it's really, really great opportunity. And it's such a small world, is nutrition. So I'm sure we'll be working with each other one day as well. Yeah, I would echo everything you just said, Leanne. I think it's um, I think it's really important to get support from other people. Um, obviously, we've already mentioned the student unions, but they were really, really... they helped us start the society um, and get it off the ground, to be honest. I think our initial process, we had to get 20 signatures from students to show support before we could even get the society running. Um, so that sort of was a quite a confidence boost in itself because you knew that people were you know, going to be interested in the society and, and want to get involved as well. Um, and yeah, working together with the committee members, it's, it can be so difficult because our courses are, are very intense and time consuming. It can be really hard but it's just you know even if you put aside 10 minutes to think about what you want to do and and start making some plans and I think the main thing that I would say my top tip is to just go for it because you can sit there thinking about something for a very long time and you can you know overthink it that's very common with myself (laughs) Um, but yeah I think honestly just go for it because there's loads of people to support you um, I think one of the big worries about starting a society is, is anyone going to show up? And honestly, we're over a year in and I still have that fear. But the way I look at it, even if two people show up, that's two people that have the same interest as you. And, you know, it's worth it. You, you're starting to build that community. You're starting to build that friendship and connection. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're my they're my top top tips. Go for it. Contact your student union and talk to your colleagues about it, your, your fellow students. Yeah, that, that's both um, some really interesting information and just advice, really. Like you said, the, it is a big commitment, but making it fun. Um, hopefully, like you said, uh, having a passion, which naturally I think 
nutrition and dietetics I think you do anyway um but it's interesting Leanne what you were saying about having the meetings just over lunchtime that's so easy to do um sit and have a lunch it's a social but you're also getting things planned getting things sorted talking about ideas and things like that but having that like you said bells the connection and the support it's it's huge um and it's interesting to hear you were saying that after a year in you still have that worry and I think we'll always have that worry um because you you know you want to look after it and you're you're dedicated to wanting things to work and so what type of events and activities do you do within your societies Yes, so we do a whole different mix of events. So we use social media to start with to share information and awareness days um, and share like information with dietitians and nutritionists that we follow. So that could be CPD events, could just be interesting new research um, that we've seen. Um, we also hold our own webinars. So we've had, I think, two or three with different dietitians. Um, and that tends to be alumni from Leeds Beckett because they offer, you know, they don't charge the fee that you would normally get. Um, which is really good because you get a chance to chat to them, which you don't always get with the bigger webinars. So we, we've loved doing those for um, our members and our members have given us really great feedback from that. Um, we have regular meetups, of course, food, um, coffee, drinks, um, socials. We actually had a welcome event yesterday. And like Bells was saying, we kind of we didn't know how many people were going to turn up, but more and more people just kept turning up. It was amazing. So we had uh, like first, second, second and third years. And so I always think it's really nice because you don't always get a chance to chat to different cohorts on your course. Um, and like I say, you just like minded. You just want to talk about nutrition and food and what you've eaten and where you want to go. And so, yeah, um, are we trying to have a mix? We also did a food bank event, um, which is quite interesting, a, a volunteer at a food bank. Um, but we're always open to asking members as well what they'd like to see, which I think really helps to get that engagement as well. Yeah, we're, we're quite similar. A lot of our events um, were, last year were in person. Um, and again, I, I feel like last year we were still finding our feet and trying to figure out what works at our university. But we had some very casual catch ups where we just meet up and have a cup of tea and get to know our members. Um, some of our events we had, we had a guest speaker come in last year. That was a, um, a really great sort of presentation. Um, we had a cooking session where we we well it was a baking session actually we baked uh, muffins together and we had a bit of a gut health workshop um which was brilliant that was that was probably one of our most successful events i would say um but yeah i feel like this year i'd really like to embrace the in person events i think we had a long time online so i'm trying to really get our community together at the university um so yeah i, I would really like to roll out some more um guest speakers i'd like love us to do some cooking sessions that's really really popular amongst our freshers especially at freshers fair everyone was saying they want to learn how to cook so <laughs> we'd definitely like to do that um and yeah as leanne said embracing food that's you know that's the the core of our society so yeah yeah, definitely. It's um, it's really interesting, actually. And I know I've jotted down a few ideas uh, to take back to to um, our society as well. Um, it's really interesting to to hear of obviously using socials as uh, one way of finding out what people want and also asking asking the society just something as easy as that asking, you know, other students um, on the society, what what would you like to see? 
because then engagement figures are probably a bit higher. So what's been your most successful event to date um, and what kinds of events have you found to be the most popular events? Yeah, so I think um, we had, like I said, a food bank event. Um, I think a lot of my members are interested in public health and it's not something we really get to do much on at university just due to time. Um, and I think people do want to help. I think that is part of what we do as a profession as well. Um, so we gave our members a chance to get involved. There were only like five or six that could could do it. Um, but gain CPD and their communication skills. There were so many things that we enjoyed from it. Um, and so basically we would go in, help them with the food bank. Um, I think people gained a lot from just from that experience and thinking, yeah, we could use this to, to do more, to help more, to learn more. Um, and thinking about other events, I guess our welcome events were always really popular and freshers fairs as well, which um, we're always surprised how many people actually want to have a chat or even people that are interested in nutrition on that course. They just want to know more about nutrition. I think it it's part of everyone's lives now. Um, I think that's something we've learned is that it's not just nutrition students that want to join us. Um, but they seem really popular. I think it's just because you, it's that stage where you start uni, you want to meet new people and you do just gel because you are interested in the same things. Um, I think it's so important to schedule things outside of academic study as well, just for your own well-being. Um, sometimes you just want to get out of that building and just have a chat. Um, and I think sometimes that is what the society is about. Um, so that seems like what people want as well. Um, yeah, I would say our most successful event was the muffin bacon session that we did. Um, so we all baked the blue poo muffins. I don't know if you've heard of the Zoe program, but um, they uh, re they do a recipe that's blue. It's got a lot of blue food dye in the muffins. Um, you eat two muffins for breakfast and then you can test your own gut transit time um, just as a bit of an insight into your, your gut health, I suppose. Um, so we all got together to do that. We hired um, or we booked one of the kitchens uh, on campus um, and we all baked together. I did a bit of a presentation whilst the muffins were in the oven just on um, sort of gut health information, why it's important, why we need to think about it and how we can improve our gut health as well. Um, and yeah, everyone took their muffins home and yeah, sort of tested their own gut transit time, which was amazing. I feel like we all enjoyed the session. It was really good. It was massively beneficial for me as well because I practiced my presentations skills which I'm not a natural at <laughs> um, so that was really good for me and then yeah our, our members were messaging me obviously it's quite a personal thing you've got transit time but a lot of them were messaging saying oh it worked this is this is my time what do you think so yeah it was really good it was I think that was our, our best event we were we were lucky enough to be shortlisted for the um, best event award at the I wrote it down because I'll forget the National Societies and Volunteering Awards um, so yeah that was really good to be recognised for that event and as I say, a lot of the freshers at Freshers Fair said that they would love to have more sort of cooking sessions. So I think that is definitely something that will work well within our sort of, within our society. That's really interesting. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people going away and Googling as fast as they can to uh, to hear more about that. Um, that's uh, very interactive, but it's it's also, um, well, you, you learn something, it's fun, um, and also you get to eat some nice baking goods as well. So uh, that's really interesting. Um, and like you were saying, Leanne, about the the freshers fairs, noticing that it's not just students studying nutrition or dietetics that are now interested in it. I noticed it at our last freshers fair, a lot of students coming over and 
wanting to be part of it. So I think broadening the society is definitely um, a great idea, especially when we're linking in with maybe sports science or, you know, um, biomedical students and nurses and other allied health professionals and and things like that. And that's really interesting. And also the wellbeing aspect, doing things outside of just academic things it's really important um to schedule things like that in for the society and yourselves and so in terms of engaging with students or members of the society how have you found to be the best methods of keeping everyone engaged motivated keeping everyone in touch what what's the best methods that you've used and how have you found to be it most successful yeah, I think the most important thing for us is having regular meetups. So it doesn't have to be anything massive. It doesn't take a lot of planning. It could be just we have the, a place called The Hive, which is just a like a cafe. So we have regular just kind of lunchtime catch-ups, coffee or anything like that. And it's just a chance to kind of keep engaged um, so it doesn't feel like you, you go big expanses of time without seeing each other. Um, and also Fresh as Fair, it is an amazing opportunity. Um, it starts that engagement. It gets people excited about it. Um, and you get to practice our communication skills as well. So we get to kind of engage them in that aspect as well, kind of sell the society in a way and sell what we can achieve together. Um, we also use social media. So we make reels of any events that we do um, so that we can kind of spread awareness about what we're doing and then hopefully encourage people to keep coming to our events and um, we've also um thinking about what you said earlier about passing on the society as well so we've even delivered presentations to the first years um which our lecturers got us the opportunity to do so we have recruited um, a new team that are going to be taking over the society as well um so it's just really exciting to kind of share our passion for the society in those kind of ways um and it, like i say it doesn't have to be this big expensive event it can just be really small and it's just about keeping in contact. We also have a WhatsApp group, which I think could be really helpful. Um, and we always say to them, if you've got any questions, because I know sometimes you don't always want to ask the lecturers things, or if you just want to, you know, messages or we'll arrange like who polls and things. So who wants to attend this event? Who's not coming? That kind of thing. Um, and of course, Instagram and Twitter. So there's various ways that we try and kind of keep, keep students engaged. Yeah, our society is very similar. We use our Instagram quite a lot. We'll put up polls and posters to find out um, what events our students are most keen to do and also when they want to do it so that it can suit as many members as possible. Um, We also use our WhatsApp group quite a lot. It's a really nice, relaxed way for us to communicate with our student members. Um, Again, you can use polls on the WhatsApp group as well to figure out um, the best days to do our events. Um, So that's really useful. Word of mouth as well has been really successful so a lot of our students will you know talk to their friends that are on different um, courses um, to welcome them into the society as well obviously we're a nutrition and health society but as Leanne said nutrition is applicable to everyone so you know it's absolutely fine for anyone to join us from from whatever course we've had journalism students join us psychology students Um, so yeah word of mouth has been really good Um, and as we've already mentioned social media is a really good way to spread the word And um, we've also been into some of our first year lectures as well to sort of introduce ourselves. Um, 
and our lecturers are really good at sharing if we've got a poster for a certain event they'll also show that within their slides in their own lectures as well so that's really helpful um so yeah just all sort of everyone coming together as you know working together to spread the messages yeah has been really good yeah, that's some great advice. And um, similarly, I can agree that WhatsApp, you know, keeping things just brief or sharing things quickly on WhatsApp and things. But I also like both of your ideas of the um, going into first years and continuing that education and just engagement from the very beginning. And also the polls idea as well on Instagram. Um, and you've both got very impressive socials for the societies uh, which will be linked at the end um, and obviously as we said social media plays a huge role in what you do creating content and things like that and engaging other society members um, and students so what top tips would you give to any students that are going to either restart start or just try and engage with other students for their societies for nutritional dietetics yeah so I think like you say social media is such a huge element to engagement and use it because um it's free it's such a great resource to network I think in terms of top tips I would say have a consistent presence on social media um, it doesn't have to be posting every day it could be as simple as commenting or sharing research or just something you think wow this is really interesting I want to I want to share what they're doing or you might be inspired by what they're doing and just say that as well um, and I think use the skills within your team so a top tip for me is we've all got different skills in our committee team so I'm the one that is the creative I've got a previous design background so I'm the one on Canva uh, making everything look pretty and I love just being creative and um, so that's my thing but also in the team there is people that are really good at researching the content putting the words together which is not my you know my top skill and I think when you work together it becomes less pressured and you can really make the most out of social media um, I'd say create quality posts as well don't feel like you have to be posting every day because I think sometimes the quality is lost there um, and you can even schedule posts to make life easier because sometimes with uni workload you might have a big expanse where you, you don't feel like you've got time to sleep but then you've got a whole time where you've got a bit more free time so then you could be you know planning in some um, some posts and things and I think just be engaged with others um, I know me and Bells have reached out to each other on social media prior and I feel like we've we've never we've met once, but I feel like we were friends and it's kind of through social media. And I think the community is so helpful. Um, whenever you ask anyone questions, they're honest as well, which I think is really helpful. Um, but yeah, it's just so helpful. I can't explain how supportive I felt. Um, and I'd, I feel like I'd be lost without social media. So I'd definitely say to everyone, get yourself an account, get yourself out there and don't be scared. Just, just go for it because um, I think you'll love it. Yeah. I would agree with that 100% Leanne. I think my number one top tip is to be brave and go for it because I think I said this earlier, but it's so easy to overthink and be nervous about something that you want to do and, you know, actually bringing it into, into fruition. So I think my top tip is to just do it because it really will pay off. You learn so many skills, even in the planning, in the planning, um, 
planning stages of the society, getting it up and running to actually then holding your events. You learn so many different skills and you learn things about yourself as well that you didn't realize, you know, you realize, oh, I can do that actually. And so it's such a confidence boost Um, and definitely put yourself out there. Social media, I know is not for everyone, but it is a really great tool for us to use. Um, It's so good, as, as Leanne said, it's such a good way to build connections and know that you're not alone in it. So you can see other societies, what they're doing. And, you, you, you know, sometimes you can think, am I the only person that cares about this? But you're really not. You're you're absolutely not. You've got your team members there with you. You've got people from afar that are, you know, cheering you on as well. Um, so, yeah, utilise social media, you know, where you can. Um, and also use your utilise your lecturer's knowledge as well. They're there to help you. They want you to succeed. Um, you know, the societies are student-led societies, but they're, the lecturers want you to do well and, you know, it's benefiting everyone. You're spreading the word about your university and you're bringing in maybe guest lecturers and, and things like that. So, yeah, you're, I'm sure your lecturers will want to help. They certainly have at our university. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're the things that I would probably start off with. Yeah, that's really interesting advice. And I think they're simple tips that people can adopt and um, just help to navigate their society, really, like the engagement, the consistency. And it's great to see that you've both reached out to each other to support each other. And I think that's a huge part, especially if you're restarting or starting a society from scratch. It's often just networking. And once you've got those contacts it's great then and it like you said it builds your confidence um and networking and things like that so um i know Bells, you said that the lecturers have been involved in helping you with your society in roehampton so leanne have you found the similar thing with your lecturers in terms of inputs yeah and i think like bell said we are student-led um but they do help us out so much and encourage us so like if we've got an event they will share it across across the kind of cohorts um, they will share it on Twitter. Um, and I know just when you talk to them, they're so engaged in what we're doing. They can't wait to hear what we're up to next. Um, and I think they're always there just for a bit of guidance. So, for instance, with our guest lecturer, they directed us who they thought might be available, might be able to the best person that we could contact. Um, so it's just using their knowledge and their expertise because, you know, they've, they've had so much more experience than us. They've seen societies as well in the past and they're so keen for us to um, carry the society on. Just, you know, they're, they're really proud of what we've achieved. Um, and I think they're just helping us to make sure we can achieve that. Um, so I think it's so nice that Bells as well has had the same support as us. Um, and it's really good to know that they're, they're proud of what we're doing. Yeah, it's really nice to to hear that, like you said, that it's student led, but you do have the input and the support from the lecturers because it's obviously important for them to be involved, to be aware of what you're doing and also to, to guide you and support you in that as well. And um, so from my experience with regards to running events and things at, at a society, funding is a huge part of it. Um, can you talk to us and advise listeners as to why funding might be needed, you know, in in terms of your experience? Yeah, so for us, I know I do echo what you said, it can be a real challenge and each university is different. It might have different budgets. Um, so I think to start with, we've reached out to the student union team, found out what our budget was and thought, right, we need to think smart and, and think of different ways to keep costs low. 
Um, so for example, we booked a restaurant that didn't need a deposit. It's like making little changes um, or using university facilities um, for like informal meetups and things. Um, so I think just use the resources that are available to you. Uh, we've spent money on things like at Freshers Fair, we've printed out BDA food fact sheets. So quite small costs, but things that kind of have an impact. Um, we've asked our kind of lecturers to get us things like um, supplements that we can try out at Freshers Fairs and things. Um, like I said, Illumini have provided webinars for us just because we are Leeds Beckett. So I think it's trying to just think about different ways that you can still have an amazing events but maybe don't cost that that expense. Um, so we, we've we also printed the little T-shirts as well with our branding on, um, just as a bit of like a fun, really. We don't sell them. It's just more um, creating that branding um, and just making it look professional as well. Um, and it's something that we can kind of keep and it's like a little memory as well. So I think it's really nice to kind of use your funding wisely. I think that's that's the message. I think that's a really good tip. Use your funding wisely, definitely. Um, our student union are really good at supporting um, the societies at the university. So we do have a set budget. Um, it was introduced this year, actually, a set budget for our academic societies. Um, so, yeah, it's really just being a bit savvy with your money and and deciding where to spend it and where it's going to, you know, where you're going to reap the rewards with spending that money. Um we last year we did um, have a very small fee for our membership. I think it was two pounds per person, and that just really helped sort of um, provide some of the ingredients for the baking session that we did. Printing materials, as Leanne said, that's that's quite important. Um, but also embracing your creative side is very useful here. So for things like Freshers Fair, I just had a look around my house and and figured out what I have that you know meets the nutrition society what matches it um so i bought in cookbooks i made some bunting um last year Gemma, one of one of our committee members she printed out some lettering just to to write the nutrition society rather than printing out a banner um so yeah embrace that creativity side it's it's really good for your health as well anyway so it's all linked um and it helps keep the costs down um and also think outside the box a little bit not everything you don't need pure money to to make things work maybe can someone donate something to you like um a book we've had books donated um from our lecturers and, and from nutritionists that support us so they can make really good prizes and gifts for our members um so yeah think think a little bit outside the box what can you do that doesn't need money to to make things happen yeah, that's some really good advice. I, I definitely um, like the idea of the donations um, for for prizes and things like that. And also, Leanne, your t-shirts, I've seen them and they're, they, that's when I first saw those, I was like, I want t-shirts. I want, that's the one thing that I, um, I think it's just like, you know, you said just giving yourselves a, a sense of branding, a belonging. And like you said, it's a, it's a lovely memory for you all to keep as well. Um, and people know who you are and it gets the message out there as well. But I think budgets are so difficult to navigate, especially with the cost of living and in this day and age. But it's interesting to see how you've utilised things that may not necessarily cost or just go into your student's union, which you obviously might hold a budget, a certain budget for societies approaching your lecturers um so that's some really good um advice so we've also we've talked about the fact that it's a big commitment um and 
obviously trying to schedule regular consistent meetings and things like that so in terms of time how do you both manage to keep the society and your roles going with the society along with your current studies because obviously you're both in your final year it's quite a stressful time I can imagine at the moment so how how do you both manage that time? Yeah I think for us in our society I think like I said we hold regular meetings and although that might sound like more work, it actually reduces the workload um, because we kind of have small deadlines that we have to meet and, and we make sure we do meet the deadlines. And I think it's also important to say that you do need to prioritise, obviously, your academic work before that. Um, and we'll just plan in things alongside that where um, we don't feel like we've got a big deadline that week or something, you know, so we can plan it without the year. So we have a schedule. Um, we plan in awareness days. We plan in, we, sometimes we have too many ideas. You get too excited about what you want to do and you think, no, this is not going to be possible. This is not our full-time job. Um, so we do try and just minimise what we do do and make sure that is quality and that is what people are going to want. Um, and yeah, just keep communicating, communicating with each other. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and like I say, it never has felt like work for me. I know um, Siobhan and Fatima will will agree. It kind of just spurs you on. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, we've we've managed it quite well so far. Yeah, I think we're we're quite similar in that. I I always look ahead as to what assignments we have coming up, what exams we have coming up, and I just plan it around that. Um, as Liam said, it's really important to prioritise your your academic studies, so that does come first, um, and then the Nutrition Society sort of fits around that. So I would never plan an event on the week of a deadline, for example, because it just it's unnecessary stress. Um, and I think. I don't like to add too much pressure on our society. We don't say we're going to meet on, you know, every other Friday of the month because it's just it's not that realistic, especially in our last year. Um, So we more plan things around when it suits our timetable, just so that it's still enjoyable for us. You know, that's the point of this society. We want it to be fun and enjoyable. So we want it to fit around our lifestyles as well um and and sharing the workload we had our first meetup yesterday unfortunately I couldn't even attend so Olivia the other committee member she actually led that session yesterday um so it's just sharing the workload as well and and as Liam said it's it's fun it doesn't feel like work we're fueling our own passions here this these is what this is what we want to do what we enjoy doing um so yeah I would just say to be really ahead of of the planning ahead of your organization and and don't double book yourself because you just won't enjoy it yeah i totally agree because i think sometimes in your team you don't realize you've got such different skills and you can really use them and um, sometimes i think you think it's all on you but actually if you use the people in your team it makes it so much easier um i think that's been a learning process for us as well because you're so used to working on your own and then you do realize that actually you know if you're in a good team it works so much better yeah, definitely. Utilising different skills, that's definitely a, a big tip for a nutrition, for any society. Yeah, that definitely that's um, something that I know I'll be taking on board and sharing the workload. I think it's important that sometimes you often feel like you have to do everything and take on everything and be responsible for everything. But you are a team, you're working together, you're a committee. Um, and also the, the tip on scheduling, I think that's really important. And like you said, the the reason why you're there, the studying to to train to be a nutritionist or a dietitian, um, then it's that's the key element of it, really. So that's that's the most important thing. So 
in your personal experience then what's been the most reward rewarding part of setting up your society to date I think for me it's finding people like you finding people that have the same values the same ambition it's kind of like I feel like I found my people through the committee and through the members um and it's given me the motivation to know that what I'm doing is right and that I am really passionate about it because I think especially when you mature and you've changed careers um it's such a big it's a big step really in your life and it's, it's a big decision and it's just really reassuring um and it's been an amazing feeling knowing that I'm helping other people who where I was a year or two ago because it's not something that we had and that's part of why we set it up there was no one to ask you know those those little questions and even people that have um thinking about joining the course and maybe they're looking at different universities i found that really nice that we've been able to help them as well um but yeah i think it's just being with people that are like you i, I think is my main rewarding thing about the society as well I think for me, it's, and I know I mentioned this earlier, but it's the fact that we actually, we did it, we tried and we had the idea and we actually followed through with the idea. I think, I'm, I'm sure you can both agree, but when you're passionate about a subject, you have so many different ideas and, you know, there's not enough hours in the day to to do them all. But we had this opportunity whilst we were at university to start a society. And I think the fact that we actually did it and, you know, it's, it is working, it's happening. I think that is so rewarding. Um, I find it such a confidence boost when you yeah, see something through to the end and, you know, it actually worked. So that's that was definitely a reward for me. Um, and meeting the people that have become members of the society. Um, as Leanne said, I've met people that I, I definitely wouldn't have met. Our paths just wouldn't have crossed, um, you know, people from different programs. And you realise that you've all got the same interests. We all eat, we all eat food, we all love food. Um, and yeah, some of us are just extra passionate about whether it's good for us or you know how to make it as as good for us as possible but yeah I would say that meeting those people that are very similar to you and have similar interests is definitely the most rewarding part of it and I think a really good reason to to join or start a society and in terms of students becoming a part of society then um, I'm sure you'll agree it's such an important and vital step really for not just networking but also for well-being um, and things like that managing your own time um, and just having that like you said shared common interest with with people uh, and Leanne I like your idea of helping others and knowing like you said what you're doing is right um, and helpful I think that's um, definitely a, a, a positive to take from it so when holding events for the society, do you find it easy to find materials, free materials in particular as well? Um, and how do you go about sourcing the materials that you may have on your stand or stall when you're um, doing any promotional events for like freshers fairs or things like that? Yeah, so I think um, we do use a small budget for things like food because we know people like food and that's what attracts people. Um, but we do use lots of free resources. Like I said, the BDA food fact sheets are really good and I'm so surprised how many people are so interested in them. Um, obviously, there's just a small cost associated with them. Um, but things like, you know, packed lunch ideas, healthy eating, 
I was just amazed how many different people were just drawn to the information. Um, and like I say, it's not just nutrition students. It was really interesting. Like even lecturers, were, like people we didn't realize were coming up to us and asking us about nutrition. Um, in terms of other materials, um, we tend to just use the budget to buy them. Um, there's not too much else that we kind of tend to need. Um, it's more just facilities. So thinking, like I say, about using those universities facilities rather than perhaps going out to a cafe where they might ask you to book or ask you to pay. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of us, that's that's kind of what we tend to do. Yeah, very similar for our society as well. I know, um, I know I mentioned this earlier, but really embracing your creative side is a big benefit to, to your society. Um, figuring out what you've got at home. As I say, I use cookbooks at our um, Freshers' Fair this year, so it was just a really good chance to show students, you know, we could make this together. This is some of our ideas. Um, Olivia, the other committee member of the Nutrition Society, she's amazing at foraging, so she brought in some um, dried herbs as an example of what we could do as a, as a society. Um, so it's just thinking outside the box a little bit. What can you bring in that, you know, doesn't cost money to do? Um, yeah and can you make a sign rather than printing a sign can you paint a sign maybe that would be one of your um meetups you could have a nice therapeutic painting session and you know drink lots of tea together which to me sounds perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah it's yeah utilizing what you've already got um and as leanne said rather than hiring some space can you book a room out at your university um so when we've done the cooking sessions we've just booked out the kitchens at the university um so we use all of the um utensils there all of the baking equipment everything is is already there um so it's just figuring out what can you get for free and what do you have to buy um and just sort of balancing that yeah to get to get the materials that you need I think that's such a good point, Bells, because um, we're thinking about holding like an arty creative meetup. And I think I've got a house full of like paints and paper. And so yeah. I think just using what you've got um, yeah, um, is a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. And you can still tie it in. We, I would like to do the same thing. Maybe you could paint some vegetables together or, I don't know, make up some veg puns or something like that. It's, it's yeah. all repeated, but it's a little bit more chilled. It's not too full on like a, like a lecture. Yeah, I love that idea, the whole creative aspect. And like you were saying, Leanne, you could bring your background into it with your your previous experience in the creative arts and things like that. So that's really good, good advice. Um, so finally then, what top tips would you give to current students who are studying nutrition or dietetics uh, or thinking about studying nutrition or dietetics? What, what advice would you give just in general for anyone thinking about it? Yeah, I think just in general, be brave and go for it and take those opportunities because there's so many out there, especially if you use social media. Um, I know I've been surprised about how many things have come my way as well. Um, I think dietetics is such a small world and nutrition. And, you know, even us, like we've been talking on social media and I think you might end up working with these people that you're just having the casual chat with. Um, I think join a society if you can, because it's a great way to get involved meet more people and I think just try not to overthink think what Belle said is really good don't overthink about these these decisions just go for it enjoy the experience it's a whole part of what we're doing and what we've made the decision to do by studying um and meet lots of people um network and yeah I think you'll you'll enjoy the experience of doing that 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the the main tip that I would give is to just really immerse yourself into the course. Um, sometimes it can be really difficult to get that work life balance and enjoy sort of the, you know, the things that you like doing in your own free time. But I think it's really important to remember that you're not a student forever. At the time, it can feel like you are. But you know, it's really it's a few years. So really enjoy the process of being a student, you know, accept that you are learning you don't need to know everything you're really not expected to know everything at this stage um so as people always say ask the question there is no such thing as a stupid question um i would really recommend staying on top of your work it's a lot easier said than done but organized being organized is absolute key to being a student i think and yeah staying on top of your work and keeping focus is really important um and say yes to opportunities i think even if you're not too sure if you will like something or if you're if you'll enjoy it especially if you're not 100% sure on the direction you want to take after university I'd say yes to all of the opportunities you're given um, a lot of the things that I've done have been I've been lucky enough for it to lead on to something else so I would definitely grab any opportunity that comes your way and enjoy the process yeah that's um really good advice I think it just makes if you enjoy something um and take a bit more of a relaxed approach then you know like you said it opens up so many different opportunities for you all and so Leanne and Bells thank you so much both for your time today and for sharing your valuable experience and ideas with us I feel that you've both given us inspiration to create or get involved with university societies and also you shared some really good ideas on events activities that can be achieved with some engagement from others so I definitely advise any fellow student dietitians or students studying nutrition to take a look at your socials and follow you both because I know you've definitely given me a lot of inspiration and ideas um, and I'm sure everyone will enjoy looking at the content that you both regularly share so thank you both so much for today. Thank you very much thank you for having me. Thank you I really enjoyed chatting to you both. Both Leanne and Bell's social handles will be linked in the show notes for you to take a look at. A huge thank you once again to New Ultra for making this podcast possible. If you've enjoyed listening to the episode of the Dietitian RD to B podcast, then please consider subscribing and leaving a review or five-star rating so that we can reach even more RD to Bs for future shows. You can also follow New Ultra on social media at New Ultra across all platforms to keep up to date with the podcast and to hear the latest updates on medical nutrition. Thank you for listening. Our next episode will be out soon, so please come back and take a listen. Bye.